Hello everybody, this is FYI, your host. Welcome to the Australian Lawyer Podcast. This is our second episode. Welcome back to our loyal listeners from the first episode and welcome to any new listeners that we may have picked up. We've got an interesting podcast for you today. To my surprise, we've received quite a few, well, maybe not quite a few, but some questions from our first couple of listeners. And obviously I'd like to take the opportunity to thank those people that did take the time to send me questions. I thoroughly enjoyed reading them and they'll all be answered to the best of my ability today. Before we go on, the email is australianlawyerpodcast at gmail.com or if you're on Instagram, you can find me at legal underscore guy. Now on to the first question. It professes to be from a Billy Bob. Billy Bob, I expect that's probably an alias, but that's okay. I'm obviously using one, and I think that's probably wise, given the nature of your question. You've said, I'm a third-year lawyer, and I work in a medium-sized law firm. I like the job, but I work with a psychopath. He's overly competitive, and I feel like he's constantly trying to undermine me. Well, Billy Bob, first can I say, good question. I'm fairly certain about 80% of our listeners have either worked with or are working with someone like the person you've described. And sadly, (laughs) I'd say you're describing maybe 25% of the legal profession and people that you're ever going to work with. Now, the end of the question, which I didn't read out, was obviously, what do I do about this? Well, there's a couple of options. The first and easiest, I would say, is to change firms, but that's probably the worst option, and let me explain why. There's someone like this in just about every workplace, I'd say more so in the legal profession as well, because you've got more type A personalities, and it does help to be a psychopath, uh, to be honest. In the type of environment that you're talking about, which sounds like a private law firm, you probably have budgets and the way that you climb the ladder there is usually to uh, pull in more clients, uh, pull in more money, um, manage your budget well uh, and beat your colleagues in all of those areas. If you're willing to do whatever's necessary to achieve those ends, you're going to do very well. The firm is not going to stop this behavior because the person's acting in their interests and they don't really care how this is achieved. Uh, They're looking at the bottom line. That is until someone makes a complaint, of course, and that feeds into option two. But unless you're going to change careers altogether, I would say that this person is going to exist in every office in some shape or form that you go to and their behavior is probably not going to change greatly. So you've got to develop a mechanism for dealing with it such that you can function on a day-to-day basis and coexist. Otherwise, A, you're not going to succeed in your job, and B, you're probably going to end up hating your job. This brings me to option two, which is make a complaint. Now, if you're like me, despite being a litigator, you would rather do anything to solve this problem aside from making a complaint against what is technically one of your colleagues. But I'm sure you've done an induction somewhere at some point which tells you that this is the way to go about resolving this situation. And 
in an ideal world it is but as we know they don't really go into in those inductions what happens after you've made a complaint and the person has apologized and you both go back to your desks and continue working sure the person may apologize formally in front of a partner or office manager or whatever it is but you both know that it's a little bit awkward and things probably won't be the same afterwards. This brings me to the third and preferred strategy for me, which is to interact with your enemy. Oops, sorry, did I say enemy? I meant colleague. In a way that brings you closer together and somewhat diffuses the situation, hopefully. So I'm not sure whether some of you may have read The 48 Laws of Power or uh, even watch The Godfather, but there's the saying, uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I mean, I'm not saying this person is necessarily your enemy, but they're definitely not your friend. And if you can create some sort of relationship between the two of you, uh, which is at least somewhat amicable, it'll go a long way to diffusing the tension and who knows, maybe they will actually come around and you'll understand each other a little bit better and at least they won't think of you as an enemy and then maybe some of the undermining might stop. Now that's not supposed to be some sort of underhanded conniving attempt to outsmart your uh, colleague but it is me sort of encouraging you to see whether you can open up a dialogue with them and look let's face it we're lawyers you're a young lawyer and that's part of what we do is resolve disputes and uh, solve problems through conversation so that should certainly be your first port of call in my opinion admittedly I don't know what this person's like maybe they're completely unapproachable but preferably you can go sit down in their office or at the cubicle however your office is set out and talk to them directly about what's happening or maybe just build a bit of a rapport with them over a few weeks, uh, whether that be discussing work-related issues or things that you know that they're interested in, and then work it into the conversation later on. I did get the flavour from your email that perhaps you were referring to competitiveness with budgets and, I don't know, settlements. You didn't mention what type of area of law you work in, but uh, perhaps you can sort of poke fun at Uh, the benchmarks and targets that you've been set have a bit of a laugh about it and maybe get a bit of camaraderie going there so that you uh, don't see the thing as a sort of fight to the death you can reframe your work as a sort of stick it to the man we have to do this but um, we're more of a we're more of a team uh, rather than two individuals going at it It is a difficult one, Billy Bob, and as I said, I know a lot of listeners would have encountered a similar situation throughout their careers, or even in law school maybe. Um, So just give that a go, and then I'd love to hear from you again. Uh, Perhaps give me an update, and if it doesn't resolve it, we can come up with some other suggestions. But thanks for your question. Next question from Heather. She says, hi, loved your first episode. Thanks very much, Heather. I'm in my first year of law at uni. It's not at all what I thought. Does it get better? That's an excellent question, Heather, and actually ties in very well with my first episode, which I suspect is probably why you wrote in. Uh, So thanks again for the question. 
The answer, in my view, is yes. It does get a lot better, at least in university. Uh, the first year of law school, I personally found to be extremely frustrating and boring. Um, I suspect for the same reasons that you're thinking about right now, um, but I can articulate the reasons that I found it to be that way, and perhaps that'll help. Now, I don't know whether this is intentional or not, but the first year that I had at law school was full of subjects like jurisprudence, legal philosophy, subjects named things like law and society and uh, you know, legal ethics and things of that nature. Not necessarily those subjects, but things like that. It almost seems as though the universities deliberately put those boring, non-stimulating subjects first to weed out a bunch of would-be lawyers um, because there's too many floating around, presumably. Um, and then it gets progressively better from, say, the middle of the second year onward and you'll be reading and doing assignments on things more along the lines of what you probably imagined you'd be doing when you first chose to go into studying law. So I can answer that one very simply. The answer is yes, hang in there. It does get a lot better. Those first couple of subjects that you're probably doing right now are not representative of law school as a whole. Keep at it. Thanks again for your question, Heather. Now, this brings me to probably my favorite question of the bunch. It's the last one too. The question's from Mike. He says, hi, sorry if this is inappropriate. That's okay, Mike. I don't think it's overly inappropriate. I'm a paralegal, just started at a large firm about a month ago. One of the solicitors is not much older than me, and there's some chemistry there. Good on you, Mike. Any suggestions on how I approach this? Well, this one is a fairly easy answer. I'm pretty sure any of the other lawyers listening to this podcast in the know would agree too. The answer is do not approach it. It's never a good idea to have an office romance notwithstanding what the TV sitcoms would have you believe. As I think I mentioned in my first podcast, firms usually have some sort of policy against this anyway, but in any event, even if they don't, Mike, uh, and I hate to be overly presumptuous here, but I would think she's a solicitor, you're a paralegal, she's probably not all that interested in you, Mike, or... Look, if she's a decent lawyer, I don't think she would be because she could end up in a lot of trouble, I'd say. Maybe not so much you because you're a paralegal and there's, uh, I'd like to say, a lower standard applied to paralegals who have just been more or less introduced into the corporate world. But if you're a solicitor, you're supposed to know better. And for me, there's just a bit of an unspoken rule against having any sort of relations with a paralegal, particularly if you're their superior. But in any event, even if they're not your superior, it's just generally frowned upon. I'm sure it does happen, Mike, but what I'd suggest is if you feel this quote-unquote chemistry is going to persist, perhaps you keep on good terms and when one of you changes employers, you can take it to the next stage then. Until then, Mike... Keep your hands to yourself and plenty more fish in the sea. Now that's all I've got time for today. So I'd just like to thank the listeners who wrote in again for their questions and thank the listeners generally for tuning in. 
Once again, by all means, send me a question or just a comment at australianlawyerpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at legal underscore guy. I bid you all adieu and that's all till next time. Thanks.